Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Hello. All right. So, George, you are in my home. And you can never get me out. And <laughs> somehow are still distracted by things around you as if we're starting the podcast <laughs> normally from your own home. What did you just tell me? <laughs> There's an excavation company near where I live in northern New Jersey called Fisted Dove. And I'm going to say my joke. Come again. Is <laughs> <laughs> that talking? Oh, it's Meg Gell. <laughs> Here, so they had to have me. That's <laughs> yeah. also why we're recording early. Because Meg working. is busy for the rest of the day. <laughs> we couldn't fathom having a George and I episode, two episodes in a row. <laughs> it's also like... I would say welcome to the show, but again, you. you live here. <laughs> it's good to be here. It's been a while since you've been here, though. It's it's been. A, I've never been to this apartment. You've never been in this place. Yeah, I've never been in this because I was at the old place because we recorded like four four episodes of the show first. This is probably the first episode in 160 episodes that I we have been together to do a show. That's it. We're I, in it here. I Thank meant to look that up. Let's see. <laughs> the last one we recorded at the old apartment was Greg. Because mm-hmm. that was, a lot of that episode was about like, should we be doing that? Yeah. And yeah, that was episode six. This one will be episode 144. <laughs> so it's been a minute. Yeah. yeah. How are you? <laughs> I don't understand how to do that. Look at Dan's hair. It was longer. They can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Auditory medium. Yeah. Don't worry. I took a selfie and I'll never share it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I'm uh, I'm in town um, for a couple shows this weekend, which I... Sounds so cool. Didn't promote it at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somehow the word that you were on shows didn't get to me in time for plugs last week. So I'm not in a, to tell our people. I'm not in a mental capacity to promote and or do stand-ups. So. Yeah. True. <laughs> I mean, to, to be fair, I'm also in the same boat because I'm on that show Sunday. And Goran, I think, booked me as soon as I like finished plugs. And I was like, I could update this. I was like, nah. <laughs> Nah. episode wasn't out yet i could have gotten away with it it'll be fine no so uh I'm, I'm, I'm in philadelphia and you guys were kind enough to let me stay in your house last night which was appreciated <laughs> um i thought it was gonna be something bad no i always expect the worst yeah, yeah. This, this which is was a lovely, terrifying <laughs> a lovely remote it was disgusting. <laughs> now the uh the pull-up surprisingly comfortable oh thank god, oh, thank god. Um, <laughs> we were both wondering when i pulled it out it looked so flat like flatter than i remembered it <laughs> And I was like, they're just never coming back. Well, no, it's it's I I grew up playing in uh in in bands and stuff and touring, so I know how to navigate a pull-up oh, sofa. Okay. So like I can find the sweet spot and like oh. one bar is in my neck, the other bar is like underneath my leg. There is definitely an element of like if I roll this a little bit, this will be the most comfortable bed I ever slept in, but then I can't move again. <laughs> yeah, was, I always thought it was a very cruel irony that after I gave up 
touring and playing music i got a job at the sleeper sofa section of ikea and i was like i know what all of these feel like i could i'm yeah. really killing it <laughs> <laughs> she's been working her whole <laughs> the job i was born to do oh man i was just watching a documentary about a guy who is trying to invent a new soccer game because he got hurt as a kid playing soccer and was like no one should ever get hurt again and instead of blaming it on just a fluke, because mm -hmm. the way he described it, that's all it was, was like somebody somebody caught him at a weird angle and he broke his leg and I will resolve this issue. <laughs> so it's it's now 40 years later and he's like attempting to like contact different agencies and stuff. And he's been so fixated on this. And it's like really kind of depressing in a sense, but also <laughs> like <laughs> waiting for the end of the story to bully this guy. Like, we can worry. find him. Yeah, I, let's break his other leg. <laughs> I haven't finished the documentary yet, but I'm assuming at the end he didn't invent new soccer. <laughs> I'm hoping that Not he, uh, like, it ends with like, unfortunately, so and so died 20 minutes after the recording of this interview. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a stretch in it where he just like doing his day job. Oh, and it is the guy. most depressing part of the movie because you're like oh he's just like everyone i know yeah <laughs> like there's there's so many documentaries now it's like it's almost its own theme of it is supposed to be one thing it is marketed as one thing and then as you learn as it goes on you're like oh yeah no this is about them unresolved not trauma. yeah there's a lot of stuff. I think, and it's and it's, it's trauma, and it's less trauma. But the example that comes to mind is like the the Brony documentary that came oh, out a couple I haven't years seen ago. It, but I'm, yeah. You're saying there's not trauma involved? Oh no, there's tons <laughs> of trauma. But like, I watched it with the intent of being like, all right, I want to understand Bronies. Oh, but no. I left understanding autism. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> have, have either of you seen Sherman's March? No. Do you know Sherman's March historically? Uh, probably. It's probably clicked no, Sherman, in my brain. Sherman's March is the Civil War march through the South that was just like I was gonna say, I knew burning towns. Oh, like the Torch and Burn. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it, 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 it all leads to that, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. But the guy making the documentary Sherman's March set out to just kind of retrace the steps of the thing. Mm -hmm. And then I think it's like the day before they're going to start shooting, he gets a call from his long-term girlfriend breaking up with him. Oh. And the whole documentary still tracks the path, but it becomes about him trying to cope with that in the immediate. And it's a very interesting deal no what you expect. This is yeah. no longer a Dan Burns documentary. You're telling me he couldn't... I'm being very... The word today. You have to cut, cut that out because we're not supposed to know the word, right? But you're telling me he had a job yeah, to there's do. There's no rules. And he couldn't <laughs> suck it up. For, I'm just being really mean about every person. Well, he he did do story. the job. He brought us all into his drama. Yeah. It's, the, it's one of the most famous documentaries of all time. It worked. If we broke it up, I'd only write five million jokes about it. So I mean that now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. If wow. you forgot with me, do it on the podcast. And then I would <laughs> I, I would spin the wheel and just whatever emotion and be like, this is why. We would we would do little other sound drops, but it'd be like <laughs> yeah. but it'd be like you're just there in charge of the soundboard. 
And another thing. <laughs> oh, that's the thing I just realized. We don't have the soundboard in, in person. <laughs> well, uh, post. Fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, I just want you to do the melodica march with your mouth. <laughs> I do it a lot because I describe that joke to people in an attempt to be like, you should listen. We do fun bits. <laughs> That bit is so fun. <laughs> I cannot wait for you to get married. <laughs> you still got about a year, pal. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah, Meg, how are you? We didn't um, ask that. Actually, it is a very somber day today. Mm, oh, yeah. Right. To... <laughs> what, what? No, no, wait. What, what a way to exactly what we're talking about, where like this should be, this episode should be about one thing, but we know for I a fact that we got news yeah. right before we went live. Got this news right as we were about to go live. It's very sad. I want to say R.I.P. Noodles, the, the Bones Day dog, he died today. Uh, it's raining and I'm sad and it's never going to be a Bones Day again. Well, listen, he's becoming what he's, what he likes. <laughs> bones. <laughs> Is it a bones no, day? It's a forever. I dare tweet it and see if people get mad. It's definitely too soon to be like, no, every day will be a bones day. I uh, <laughs> got to give it some time. I'm going to be the awful person in this room right now where I'm like, I'm not supporting Twitter right now. Oh. <laughs> oh, you have morals. I have morals. Oh. I, I no, or is it because you had no followers? No, no, I have followers, but they're all kids from well, high school that yeah. don't check oh, their oh, Twitter. The stakes. If the stakes were high. Yeah, I, I have about 500 followers, and after the calling of bots, I'm surprised I have 500 followers. <laughs> oh, did that happen recently? Uh, that's what everyone keeps saying. Where'd all my followers go? Uh, it's a bots, man. You follow them. The fake. Um, I, uh, I, I there apparently there is a way that I'm trying to figure out where you can export your tweets just so I have like a, a written record of what I did tweet. You know what I would do because I'm real dumb. I would just screenshot every one. single one. I've had, I was one of the early people on Twitter because when we were again playing in bands and stuff, it became like it became a newer thing. Like kind of how artists now are saying like you got to get on TikTok in order to get famous. When I was 15 years old it was like you got to get a twitter to get famous so i think i've had like a twitter for 13 plus years 14 plus years yeah. so like there's stuff back there that's you know like playing a show eating a sandwich having a time like there's oh yeah no reason to be tweeting something like that the the era of twitter where it was just like micro blogging yeah. and like posting tweets where it's just like yeah, hey this is what i'm doing right yeah, <laughs> but i do well, want to bring it back really quick yes. also in seriousness r.i.p noodle you are adorable and i'm gonna miss you yeah. very much no he was a great internet dog I'm, yeah uh, it sounds like i'm being facetious it feels no. like because he was an it's... internet dog you feel as though he deserved to die if anything deserves to die it's the owner that capitalized on a failing dog tell crap about this man on the day of what's his name i think it's john john uh he he gave us joy he shared his joy of his pug with us i'll i'll give you that he gave us joy and i can appreciate it he just wants me to stop do you know your first tweet my i don't know my first tweet but my last tweet was this the 1975 show has more teens wearing shirts and ties at it than a green day show in 2004 that's hilarious i remember that's i remember seeing that joke uh i don't know how my like first a, tweet is like really embarrassing it's i have nine thousand. how do you get back quickly is there a way <laughs> i don't know did i just launch us into an unanswerable question 
listeners find my first tweet yeah. oh yeah definitely sort through the tweets there that'll be good i'm pretty sure mine was me negging daniel tosh if i remember she in my chat a lot of my twitter is the uh photos we made for uh when we did the fake album oh i love so, those we should do those again yeah anyway <laughs> so are you feeling good yeah I feel great. I'm a little dried out. Wow, you're feeling even... great even after that dog died? No, emotionally I'm unwell, but I'm always emotionally unwell. I'm so I love Bone, Bone's dog. Anyway, let's spin the wheel. <laughs> and... We got hostile. Hostile. Oh yeah, like a, the movie. A perfect emotion well, for our guests. Felt hostile was when a bunch of foreigners decided they wanted to stay inside me. <laughs> anyway, let's do it. Gross. <laughs> also, to be clear, that's not it's hostile and hostile. I like your joke. I don't want the well, listeners listen, to get confused. Hostile. Yeah, that's. A pronunciation of the word. Right. It's not spelled the same. Is this a comedy podcast? Because I'm trying no, to be funny No, it's a semantics here. podcast. Let me be funny, George. Welcome back to semantics. <laughs> semantics sounds fun. <laughs> Hostile. Okay, got it. I, Would I, it help to get you like in that headspace really quickly? Please, no. Because then I'll be like the Hulk all day. Just... Oh, oh, that doesn't make me really... I mean, that... Okay, George is getting uncomfortably close, but that just makes me anxious, not yeah. hostile. I didn't brush my teeth in your house yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nauseous. The word is nauseous. Feel nauseated. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, what makes you feel hostile? Oh, man. I hostile. <laughs> so uh, originally I was going to tell the story about how in college I would try to get punched in the face because I wanted to see what it felt like. Yeah, but I never there. actually felt hostile during that that was more of just like a is this the time that would be like adrenaline there's some self-hostility of like i deserve this and i would feel okay about my terrible breakup or something it was like i've seen a lot of <laughs> yeah, you're not a white guy <laughs> yeah and um i just realized i've never been punched in the face and i was like you know what i probably wouldn't be good at it but i at least want to see what it feels like but no one would ever punch i was the hostile one there i was Punch me. Well, only so I guess this kind of does apply to it because, like, I think there's a couple things that make me feel hostile. But the one is <clears throat> is if someone is clearly in the wrong and they're really aggressive about it to me. Mm. Like any of those times, it would always be like some girl who was being a total d bag, and then what's d bag? Douchebag. Douchebag. Gotcha. Got. You really did you know what it was? Semantics. Um, anyway, so like an example of that is like we were at the gaff, the shandy gaff in Penn State, which no one knows or cares about, but um probably a real place. I've been there. Several listeners. And we were dancing, and this girl like was it's always really tight in the gaff because that's where all where we all dance a lot. And there was a guy, not a guy, a girl, and she like donkey kicked me. Like she was talk about a gaff. <laughs> she was like, and she like kicked back, and I turned around and I got really close to her ear, and I was like, "Do that again, I'll punch you in your fucking face." And then she left, <laughs> just like a donkey would, just like a coward ass donkey. <laughs> what, a, what an ass! But um, but yeah, I think um, 
I think when someone's really, really wrong, or I, the the thing that makes me the most hostile is when people reprimand me when I tried and thought I did a good job. Mm. All right. I I understand. Examples. Go. It's <laughs> <laughs> so early. I've seen it. I know it. But do you examples of me Um I've definitely seen it in kind of creative territory of just like no i did it and everyone's like that's all right and you're like fuck you <laughs> did you just say to me uh is this a bad am i a bad guest right now yeah terrible get out go to work <laughs> <laughs> all right bye guys <laughs> do you want to do a playlist episode <laughs> yeah give me one song that makes no. you feel hostile <laughs> no what i think i think what you're trying to say is that like personal personal slights on justice yeah i'm all about awesome. fairness and yeah you're, you're a very win. fair person i try to be really fair yeah you're, you're the we're like a superhero kind of balances it and figures it out you're the super villain you know i'm like the super villain that try like i'm like i like to think i'm like harley Quinn where i try to do good but i'm a shitty person like a good example of this you know what makes me really hostile when my friends talk to their exes that hurt them mm. and i would do anything i could to keep them from like they'd be like no it's fine i'm like fuck that guy can i just say that fuck that guy i'll kill him i'm so glad that <laughs> my fiance you don't have to play the noise <laughs> like you and casey would have such a long conversation about that because i feel like there are so many of her friends they're like why are you talking to him why are you doing that why are you put yourself through to that her? No, no, oh, yeah. What did you do now? Oh, all of her friends are like, don't go through with it. Yeah. So all of her friends are like that too. Like, no, there's like a, a group of her friends that, because of certain situations, have to kind of coincide and exist. That's fine. Amicably with, with their exes, but they're such fucking dickheads that you're like, yeah. just get just move, move yeah. away, move on. There's no reason to be talking to them at all. Uh, it's it's a weird. It's not a weird thing. It's just a issue with, I guess, the, a person's psyche to like go back to what is comfortable, even though it is not fair to them. People have a hard time being by themselves. Sure. And even though you can intellectually think about, well, I'm not going to be by, by myself for that long. That like, if I just get back out there, something will happen. Mm -hmm. But thinking about that in between step is so hard for people to get over that they're like well i don't want to be by myself at all mm -hmm. it's like yeah. it's like having a job until you get a new one it's like i'm gonna keep this loser around until i can find something i really actually enjoy yeah 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 i would do anything i could like i'd walk them home like from play like i'd be like don't go i found out my one friend would yeah i was gonna to say <laughs> that worked every time it never worked um <laughs> But also when we play Kings, I, I did do this a couple on a number of occasions where I made the rule something ridiculous. Like if you smile, like I'll text your ex. Mm -hmm. And then I, once I got that phone, man, I just ripped. I was like, I don't like you. You're a piece of shit. Don't ever talk to me. I'm blocking <laughs> you. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, you smiled. <laughs> this is on you. You thought this was fun. <laughs> you agreed to the contract is more. You agreed to the yeah. I like that your drinking games turned into squid game. <laughs> <laughs> when we made this circle of cards, we all agreed to the pact. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Until that circle is broken, you are behold. I would love to see like a uh, "Are You Afraid of the Dark" style episode where it's kings, like it's drinking games for golfish kids, but they're like they try to make it mystical and like, oh, there's, there's hearts to these cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely makes me. I think that is a good one. Like standing up for my friends from shitty people because I just love them so much like seeing someone be so mean to the most people perfect people that walk the earth <laughs> your friends are perfect I love them they're not perfect and that's why I love them <laughs> shut up <laughs> I don't know your friends but they seem like lovely people they're all over there look at them that's them. them I have a question yeah I, this is not a slight against your friends yeah where's that person's eyebrows <laughs> oh, we should call him. He has alopecia. Yeah, he does. That's why. Like, so he's got a full head of hair. No, I don't know how it works. I just alopecia know the condition. Of the yep. Maybe it's on its way. You really should. Yeah. <laughs> call him up. Like, hey, why didn't the rest of it go? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, fair. And they seem like great people. And I didn't know you were in a sorority, which was fine. I wasn't. Then you're just imposing in front of a That's photo. That's opportunity. That's a friend. That I almost pledged. They tried to get me in, but I couldn't. Yeah, I'm a girl. That's a true story. No girls allowed. Anyway, (laughs) is this boring? I I got distracted by trying to figure out what George was going to ask about next. Look at that. (laughs) The minimal art on our wall. (laughs) Nose blow break. So no eyebrows. (laughs) No eyebrows. It's really just going to be the rest of the show. (laughs) What makes no eyebrows? He has the smoothest legs of all time. Did he swim? No. What a waste. <laughs> you know, like coaches will always go up to the tall, weird kid in high he school and be like, oh, you play basketball? You gotta play basketball. I try to put you're so tall. I bet like the swim coach went up to that kid all the time, like, your legs are so smooth, you gotta be a swimmer. You don't even have to join us in the shaving party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Real things. <laughs> so uh, you guys need to stop bullying my friends before I get hostile on you. We're not bullying. That's true. We, we are we are inviting it in. You're immediately we, encouraging. We heard the call. <laughs> That's so interesting. Let's see how okay, we can Mr. Needle. Full head of hair. Not full head of hair. It's genetic and stress. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, if it's stressed, then I'm going to be looking like you pretty soon. Oh, yeah. just <laughs> If you push hard enough, they'll all just out of your head like a fucking Play-Doh Wait, thing. Does he make the noise? Oh, yeah. That's amazing. All at once. Yeah. <laughs> you do like a quick run or something down the street. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> like a little trail so Casey can find you. Exactly. <laughs> Who's Casey? Yep. Casey uh, is my fiance. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> uh, she's actually, she's seen pictures of me with her, but she's never dated me or known me with hair. So in this famous college picture, do you have hair? I do. It is, it is oh, receding. There's a, a picture in their college brochure. Oh, right. right of right, him right, watching right, her. Right, right. Oh, I'll pull it up. Is that the only picture of the two of you? In the same picture where you have hair? Um, probably. That that should be no, maybe. Oh, so it was weird because uh, a buddy of mine who was my college roommate, he was very into like doing hype videos on GoPros in 2013. Okay. 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 Um, and so we made one for our uh like senior trip to AC. That they did in college. Are any of them still out there? Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, oh, there's one on his Vimeo page, so we could definitely watch All it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but in it, I had gone home. I was like, I'm done. I don't want to deal with this anymore. Good night. Uh, 
he knew (laughs) you know he knew casey in high school because they played in bands together like not together but like i think she was dating the bass player of his band and then one of his members dating one of her friends and uh but she's in my (laughs) college graduation hype video in atlantic city and again we had not met i went home early that day weird it's super weird uncomfortable well that's like my my dad was at my mom's house a bunch mm-hmm. of times before ever meeting her we were just there for parties and then later met my mom and was like you live here i know your house yeah so uh th- this is the photo <laughs> just for meg's reference but you can see that like it's thinning and i am sunburned <laughs> okay, i've heard the story of this brochure multiple times I thought it was George, like in a crowd of people. Oh, oh no! And you could no. see his face, like you could see him looking at Casey. It is literally just George <laughs> sitting as if he's watching a television show, like his hands behind his back. Bring me more, just yeah. Casey. Yeah, it looks scary. It's it's a little. What is this? Who took this? Why? School newspaper or whatever. Why was. why was Casey there? It was an event. <laughs> uh, like a photo shoot event. No, it's it, outdoor it, concert. Yeah, like a. They, they would do these things in uh, the quad, which is a funny thing to say, because what college actually has a quad? I did. Yeah, but did you hang out in the quad? Some people did. We chose not to hang out with the people who did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Back that's not, isn't that cool? That's not what I thought it was. Speaking of hostility, one time in the quad, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my buddy Jimmy <laughs> took his guitar out and was playing like a slow acoustic version of Favor House Atlantic by Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> Everyone needs it. And someone yelled out their window, was, shut the fuck up. And we nearly fought these people oh, <laughs> just shit. out of principle. <laughs> like, yeah. Yell at my friend. <laughs> yeah. I guess it is. It's, it's a lot funny. of time to that where it's like, I have I have made this these this group my chosen family. Yeah. And anyone that tries to harm that community will have to die. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? Yeah, that reminds me too. So my friends, if anyone even looks at my sister the wrong way i want to fuck them up mafia style well let me ask you this uh this is your twin sister yeah uh so what if they're looking at your twin sister weird but it's a weirdness of like she looks just like me no. <laughs> yeah. and then meg comes out of nowhere be like no. The fuck no. Does, <laughs> no yeah it's just she's very like i don't know sweet and doesn't non-confrontational and like sometimes people like will like kind of walk on all over her and i'm just i just want to be there and be like let me talk to them <laughs> what was their names <laughs> i know their names yeah. <laughs> right dan don't you wish you could jump in because she's so sweet like they'll say the like horrendous things to her and she's like okay and i'm like man i kill them it's it's funny because knowing how well your sister can handle herself the that she chooses not to in those situations is so confusing to me. Yeah, because she can be rough with us. She is confrontational with the family. Oh, yeah. And she, she like, thrives on Like, she loves it. She loves to, like, needle a little bit. And, like, it's it's fun to watch from the outside. But when you're in the middle of it, you're like, hey. Mm. Like, yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. I don't know. I'm very protective of her. Like, a guy was being mean to her. And I I went to Penn State and she went to King's College in uh, Wilkes-Barre. And I was like... Are they different? <laughs> Have you been to Wilkes-Barre? <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I've, I've been, to, I've been to King's also. <laughs> Wilkes-Barre is a... 
and I hope to our listeners in Wilkes-Barre, I mean, no offense, but you should move. That place is awesome. <laughs> just cool. I, I went to a wedding there once. And the most fun thing we could do was go to the sheets. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but Penn State's, don't worry, this whole story will make sense in a second, but Penn State's finals week was a week before King's. So I would drink my ass off for a week at Penn State, then hop a bus, not home, but to King's College. And then I would just drink my ass off a week at King's College <laughs> with my sister. So I had accumulated like a large amount of friends as if I had gone to King's College as well. So like when Amanda and went you through. You two are interchangeable. So yeah. <laughs> well, Amanda was actually not as like, sometimes she would text me at Penn State and be like, what parties are going on at King's? And I'd be like, okay, I'll find it out. <laughs> but after she went through a breakup or something, this guy was being a real dickhead. I was like, it was like a real mafia. I was like, who can I fucking text to go to his house <laughs> and tell him to shut the I fuck contact. up? <laughs> so like, I will, it doesn't matter how far I am. If you make her upset, I'm going to find a way. <laughs> totally fair. Um, yeah. Dave, was that scary? Was that hostile enough? For I mean, I think it, it sets a, a precedent here for anybody who has heard the episode to then go talk to your friends or your sister. Oh, <laughs> so. yeah. Don't talk to them. <laughs> They're happy. They have partners and friends. They don't need you. Meg is perf- like locking all her friends in like a proverbial tower. Like Rapunzel. Just like, you don't see that. They're like, you don't think anyone is good enough for me. Honestly. It's for your own good. Well, I was just watching the clip. It's uh, the comedian Taylor Tomlinson, who I like. She's very good, but she has a whole joke about like the couples that like very clearly one is more hotter than the other. She calls them chocolate covered raisins. Oh, that's because hilarious. chocolate could be go with anyone. You can go with marshmallow. You can go with caramel. You can go with peanut butter, which is proven to cure depression. Yeah, but you're with raisin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love chocolate covers. <laughs> they are my movie theater snack. So that joke just doesn't work for me. This okay. is probably my um. How long do you think that Sorry. those raisinets have sat there before you've come along to buy Ugh. just the top one? You're getting dusty raisins. Do raisins man. go bad? Of course they do. How? They're already done. <laughs> they get hard. Yeah. I mean, the grapes have like run their full cycle and became this little thing that has all the nutrients of a grape, but none of the liquid that makes your stomach get upset. It's great. <laughs> Nature's candy. You've got to be at least 500 years old. You should yeah. see a you saw my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening at home, uh, we were hanging out a little bit last night in South Philly, and we decided to go to the uh, incomparable Oregon Steaks. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, featuring new sponsor Oregon State. <laughs> I'm um, not sure we want to align ourselves was, with them. And there, was, and there was a woman out front, just like oh, that, that killing awesome. it in the wild. Uh, like she uh, was so funny, and she, she really knew funny, it. Yeah, she was setting up jokes just to like pay them off five minutes later. Yeah, so good, so good, so talented. We should see her at a mic soon. Uh, yeah. But what, what did she say? She was like, you know, that jacket makes me look like a fifty-year-old. <laughs> Well, no, that's what Meg said after uh, she was calling out she the was, 20-year-old. She was talking to the young folks. She was like, you look 20, go have fun, live it up. And yeah. Then I looked at George and Dan, and I was like, you guys will never be talked to by this <laughs> It is true. She avoided us the entire time. Yeah. It's like, don't hassle them. They look frail. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I could take them in my sleep. <laughs> Whoosh. Sorry, Darcy. Darcy touched my leg earlier. I didn't want to spoil it, but like, this is huge. 
See, I guess I have a scar on my hand from the left. I have a scar. Wow. Yeah, I'm good. She likes you. Anyway, should we take a break? Take a quick break. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're going to quickly pray, and then we'll come back. Welcome back to religious chat. Uh. <laughs> All right, we can get through the spooky ad read. That's totally fine, George. You got what the fuck? Once upon a time, in an old spooky town called Philadelphia, there were two comedians obsessed with the paranormal. I know them personally. They wrote this song. They both decided to shine light on unexplained stories and give a platform to others with equally strange tales. Oh, what's that one? If you love ghosts, vampires, and jokes about haunted smush rooms, then Real Chills is the podcast for you. Oh, it's a skeleton playing his ribs as, as a xylophone. Oh, didn't need that. <laughs> At least he found it funny. Tune in to hear hosts Meg Getz and Alyssa Triskowski share their and others' stories of truly unexplainable occurrences. You can find Real Chills anywhere podcasts are streaming. If you or someone you know has a story of their own, reach out at realchillspodcast.com. Real spooky, real scary, Real Chills podcast. I'm gonna go. This is... Oh, I don't like that one. I don't like that breathy voice. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Hey everybody, Danny here with Plugs. You can find Meg. She's hosting her ghosted show at Helium on December 21st. Definitely want to go check that out. The lineup is amazing. Lots of past guests on that show. You can also check out her podcast. It comes out every week. It's called Real Chills. The real-life people telling real-life scary stories or paranormal stories. You can see me on Friday. At Myers Brewing Company. The show starts at 9 o'clock, I believe. Should have looked that up before I said it, but I'm sticking with it. 9 o'clock, Myers Brewing Company. Maybe 8 o'clock. Get there early. George and I are at Feel Feelings Pod on all the places. So reach out, let us know you're listening and liking it. Really means a lot. And while you're at it, if you could like, share, rate, and review, that would be really cool too. On the Wasted Robot side of things, you can check out all the albums and other podcasts at wastedrobotrecords.com definitely go check out meg's album came out a year ago this week or last week forget the date of when this is actually coming out but it's almost a year old if it's not already go check that out wastedrobotrecords.com that is it for the week back to the show i want to be bet upon like <laughs> Sir gallops a lot in Meg. And oh, back. <laughs> Sorry. Nothing better. I, I hope that there's an unexpected back from break. I hope there's a clean cut there. <laughs> if there's not a clean cut there. I'm going to be so disappointed. I'm just going to say, and we're back now, just in case there isn't. <laughs> oh, George, what makes you feel hostile? Um, I, I, I think... At least for me, I, 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 have a, I have a shared kind of example with Meg where it is this like justice issue, maybe not to the height of like social justice. Like there are things I'm passionate about and there are things that get me very amped up when when they are not what should be happening, in my opinion. And also, yeah, <laughs> what should be happening. Um, but there is this level of like of. uh 
of either That's not my Chrissy <laughs> <laughs> took a little so, so a little spike. Yeah. <laughs> Second guest heard from. <laughs> Thank you, Darcy, for being here. Really appreciate you. Uh it's like having a producer that's not Dan. <laughs> Uh, but no, there's like, uh, there's, there's, I, I find myself getting hostile in the, uh, in the getting told that I'm wrong when I know I'm right. Yeah. Oh, when I am I getting, that. I um, that so much. yeah, getting the, um, like, sometimes it's easier just to be like, you know what? Okay. You don't have to believe that. We will, we will prove that this is happening. Yeah. I, down the road. Yeah. I, I've learn to adopt that strategy more mm -hmm. and it doesn't help relieve the hostility it just no. ends the situation yeah yeah because then i feel like i have to like hold on and long enough to watch them learn that right otherwise i don't get anything and it takes too long too so you can't have the release of i told you yeah like it's 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 you've healed since then but you still have this like not yeah and it's two days later and they finally realize that like oh dan dan was correct and Dan's go through this all right. the time. It's yeah. always right. <laughs> but he usually proves it pretty quickly with me. So Dan doesn't talk unless he knows he's right. <laughs> <laughs> the only time I say things incorrectly is on here because I just have to talk. I yeah. don't have time to think about it. <laughs> oh, we got air to fill. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there's this. I think everyone's capable of, of some serious hostility. Um, but I think they all gravitate around the same thing where it's it's you become hostile when things are great uh, when things affect you greatly personally. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's the anything going counter to what you need to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I, I'm trying to think of like a, a an example that can be used as like a thing. Um but I can't, so talk amongst yourselves. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to find examples of hostility, mm -hmm. which is interesting, because you would think with such a like strong emotion that you would remember all the time. But I almost think that when you're acting like that, your brain makes you forget because it's also very embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, no one wants to admit they've lost face that way, where they're like, oh, yeah, I kind of lost it for a second. Like, like it's like when they say, like, I blacked out for a second. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, I mean? that's kind of what that is. You're not thinking clearly about whatever it is. You're thinking only in like, I need this. Yeah, I need this to go this way right now. And little thing that I saw uh, on the on the interwebs the other day, which is always true, is that anytime never lied before, and never, <laughs> never, not once. Um, anytime you experience these high emotions and then come down from them, mm -hmm. uh, it is never not funny to just say almost lost my cool there <laughs> <laughs> like hyperventilating crying in a bathroom somewhere and then coming back with like just mascara running down your face just got almost lost my cool there <laughs> this could have been a lot worse <laughs> wow just imagine <laughs> that's so funny did, so are there levels to hostility which i guess is is a good way to to start this because like I'm picturing a sort of mid-ground thing, but then there is just scorched earth hostility. See, that's what I've been trying to think of. That's, yeah. the, that's the territory I've been trying to, to get to, to pull an example from. Mm -hmm. And it's it's hard to get to that spot, I think because of that blind rage aspect of it, of like, mm -hmm. I'm not I, actually thinking about this. I think I'm just always a little bit hostile. Is that terrible to admit I'm like a very emotional person I swing I, mean, I know that I swing around with my emotions like if I'm 
if I, if there's a comic that, and this, like, this doesn't happen. I like most of you, but like, so you're going to say this doesn't leave the room. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big old freaking D bag, right? Just like, you know, douchebag. If there's you can also stay fucking, I don't mind if you stay fucking. F and D bag in the house. I will like if if and they like they're being extra shitty or something. My drive home, I will just be sitting there thinking of every roast I can come up mm. with, and I'm like, if they ever talk to me again, I will unleash this. Yeah, I will. And it's stuff like that. Like it's not. I don't. I I, I always have fun in those situations where people are really good at insults because you can tell that they do what you're talking about. Yeah, where like something happens and they're really quick with like a real biting comment and it's just like you thought about this you're not in this right now you yeah. are just like going through the world hoping to encounter a situation where you got to use this line you thought of. i want to like, say i've never done it by I've the way uh, please uh, if you still have the time go go watch the show uh welcome to the pod lodge where that was my whole job was like hey, i thought of all of all of these Awful things to say to people, and then Sean Nelm said, "Yeah, just say all of those things that that's you told really me in private." Funny. That's really funny. Uh, yeah, I love that. That's I a good rule. Cool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. You can't think of any. What about you, Dan? Um, thank you for hosting our show. Anytime. Um, you've, you've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, Fine. It's easier for you guys to do this anyway. I live in New Jersey. This is done over Zoom. How much easier would it be for a casual afternoon for you guys to just do the show? I already have one unsuccessful podcast. I'm not like Dan. I don't need more. <laughs> I, 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 I plan that you one. Think of that one. Yeah. <laughs> your, your one unsuccessful podcast has more listens than all of my successful podcasts. <laughs> I just wanted it for the joke. It's, it's doing pretty well, actually. <laughs> Maybe we need to turn this into a paranormal show. <laughs> Listen. And no ghosts. <laughs> Honestly, we would we would be able to. One of us would be able to. <laughs> I would just regurgitate stuff I learned producing your yeah. <laughs> here. Um trying to think of an example that's not sports, but it's sports. No, it's, no, no, that's no fair. I, listen, as someone like, that is sports? not that is not a sports guy to watch. You know, like let's say what was the, the Eagles game a couple weeks ago where like there was a last call thing at the last yeah. like, commanders game or whatever it was. Yeah, they played a terrible game and everybody got mad at the refs for a minute. Yeah. Every week I listen to this podcast and I wait to hear Dan admit a moment of emotional volatility. And it's always sports. And I want to hear one where you did something bad. <laughs> I mean, I don't people in life God i damn it i don't okay, like, fine. think of think of a time where i'm ever you know. confrontational it's just like, because i'm, I'm so confident there was that one time that uh i i had to edit the podcast and then sent him stuff while he was driving and i was getting a lot of like You're thinly veiled sassy. comments that was, george what did you do <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine i, I did, get it i, I did, did the podcast I thought I did it very well no it, it, it sounds great there was just, I, there's yeah. just aspects of it that are different than how i go well he's being very hostile no process wise because like i don't for the for the listeners you wouldn't even be able to tell the difference but mm. process wise it's like everything just exists on the one place so yeah you can just 
And I and I told myself that in a parking lot of a Marshalls to be like, he's not mad at you. He's just yeah. he has his ways. He's never mad at you. Well, it's, <laughs> a, it's the infuriating part. I was more frustrated with myself because had I been stationary, I could have answered those questions so easily. But it was just like, there's no short answer. Just look for it. <laughs> anyway, go back to school. But um, yeah, there's a reason I stopped playing sports was because I started getting just way too confrontational and got in an actual fight with somebody playing pickup hockey once. Like a physical fight? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Did you win? Ah. Uh, no. It ended. It wasn't, like nobody really walked away victorious. The guy walked away proud of himself for making me mad. And I was like, oh, well, maybe this fight could, could keep going now. But yeah, that was huge. It was just, I wasn't good. That was That was the part that annoyed me. Is that I wasn't good, and he was just picking on me because I wasn't good. What a dick! What's and his I was name like, and address? I, I, don't, I have no idea. I, he lives in Horsham somewhere. Horsham, PA. Uh, wait. So I feel like that's interesting that both of ours were um, in like a hostility towards other people, like people that we care about, oh, or yeah. or stuff that is it. Our hostility is reflected outward. Meanwhile, his hostility still directed outward toward that guy, but it's also based in frustration. Like you've done the time to heal and been like, oh, I, oh, I knew at the time. This is partly me. I was, I was calling him on it at the time, but I was like, like why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Like he was just being, like it happens in hockey all the time. And when I'm in goalie, I do it also, but because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm good in goal and I can hold my own and, and people are messing with me in goal, then I have every right to mess with them. But when I'm like struggling to skate around the ice and the dude is just coming up with me, just trying to fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you here? Yeah. Like it's pick up hockey. You're here yeah. just to upset a kid who's not good. Like fuck off. Yeah. So I ended up fighting. <laughs> and then I stopped playing. I, I never played hockey after that. <laughs> now I play broom ball. And I pick fights with broom ball players. <laughs> He does this thing where he like heckles them by like getting a dustpan. He's just like, "What's up?" <laughs> oh man, I I had um I, I was I was playing not goalie, which was hard because I kept... there's two positions in broomball. Very true. <laughs> if if we asked Spark, he would be able to tell us all the things I'm messing up because he he's played this for years. But uh, yeah, for me, it's goalie or not goalie. Um, we were up. Three nothing or four nothing. Their goalie kept just like talking trash. And when I was playing goalie for like the little bit of the game, he kept coming up to me and talking trash to me. And then we basically switched roles, and I just started doing it back to him. And he was getting so mad, and I was like, "Oh man, you're just upset because you're having a tough day." And he was like, "Ah!" <laughs> I do like finding that secret way in yeah Uh, when i was a kid uh this i think this is brought up on the show before but when i was in high school i i won't say i had to do i chose to do it uh fencing yes um and coolest thing uh, you could do (laughs) yeah and the coolest thing i I never won a single bout in my life but i did get underneath someone's mask oh Is that like disqualification? Or has that? Has they that just gave him around to him, and I like ran up to him and took my mask. I was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." <laughs> he had like a cut lip. Like I got under the mask and then underneath his lip, Ooh. so it like kind of just tore his lip open. He had like fat lip. Um, was he mad? He yeah. He was. It was one of those things where 
he needed the time to feel that. And I'm immediately like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please say you forgive me. Please say you yeah. forgive me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, like, because that's my humanity showing where I'm yeah. like, I need forgiveness now. <laughs> like, actually hurt people. No, not at all. Yeah. But that's what I think is so biting when you try to get someone to be hostile is finding I, the way around their mask. Yeah. Is, is to be like, you can put up a facade, but then be like, oh, I'm just a little upset, ain't you? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I think a big part of it for me, because like, when the guy was not playing goalie, he was basically just trying to cause trouble. Mm. And we're not good and it's just basically that same thing what's of like, your record we're two and up okay we're we're two and up because i'm good at goal Ooh. and then they were worse than us mm-hmm. like it it's a it's a fluky two and up. we had a really good game in the second game the first game literally we only won because i was really good okay it's fun to say i don't i don't i don't say it and not understand how fun that is i think he's fine he seemed, yeah. I, I don't know. It's directly okay. group ball. He's okay. Yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> to, to not play goalie for 20 years and then just randomly get shit shot at you again and be able to stop every single one. I was like, oh, why did I even stop playing goalie? So good at being a ball. Yeah. <laughs> that really missed what it is. Like every time I made a save, they're like, whoa. And like, I just stood here. You shot it at me. I stopped it. The one, guy, the one guy shot it at my face and expecting me to move, and I just let it hit me. It's like, it hit you in the face. Like I have all the equipment. What's the ball? It's it's like a, a hardish ball, hardish, a, a little bit bigger than a softball. Oh, so, okay. Women's basketball. Smaller than that. Smaller women's basketball. It, it might be than small. I don't know what a handball is, but it feels like. I thought handballs were little things in prison. Like a dodgeball ball. About that, but a little harder. It's kind of more compact version of that. Okay. Because you have to be able to like make contact with it and have it not break, right. but you have to be able to grab it also. Right. So it's somewhere in between. But yeah. So like I just kept getting hit with the ball and they were like, whoa, he's insane. He's so like, tough. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not afraid of it. <laughs> but yeah, I do think the the biggest aspect of it is like people trying to cause trouble for people just because they think they're better than this. I think that's uh and I think that's where it comes out for me. That at least if I can speculate on those other folks, is that that is kind of driven from an insecurity. Like, oh, for them, for sure. Yeah. Watching watching this little mousy dude with the mustache running around picking fights. I'm like, yeah, this is this is more about you than it is yeah. about us. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's you always find those people. And I think it's important to not get hostile towards those people because it is not you. It is them. Also, to that guy's credit, we had a great, fun conversation after the game. And I was like, nice. Well, why did you suck the whole time? <laughs> I always prefer to be the underdog and surprise people than have oh, people yeah. have like expectations of me and then I just uphold those. That's always a, a thing that I've lived by is is the concept of no expectations. Yeah. It's like you cannot go into a situation with other people or yourself, more importantly, to have expectations. And it's not having She's gonna knock that down. She's never done this before, and now that thing has been sitting there for months. It went up to the Halloween decorations. Bye. They're so annoying. Did not make the noise I expected it to. She's she's disappointed too. Yeah, she's like, wow. She's like, why are they still talking? Shut them up. They usually just sit there quietly watching parental control. See if she's great. Go for it. Um, That thing's been sitting there since Halloween decorations went out. But but yeah, like the the idea of like going into a situation with no expectations, I think, is very important because it is a arguably more you set yourself up 
for a little bit more success that way? Did it I, feel like in touch with? I've started thinking about that a lot lately, actually, because I've been very good in my life about entering other situations. Just let's see what happens here. Mm -hmm. And I think at some point I've transferred that to myself and like hoping that people have no expect no expectations of me, which in a way has like forced me to like dampen down a little bit mm. and like go into a situation trying to be less to make less of an impression so that the next time I don't have anything to live up to. Sure. Yeah, there is that that drawback of that too, now that I think about it, of um when you go into that, you deprive yourself of these heightened emotions. If you go into yeah. if you go into a situation with high expectations and they meet those expectations, then you're on cloud nine. These are great heavy emotions of like, hell my God, this worked out and it's great and I love it. And it was such an exciting time. And same with the opposite. If you go in with low expectations and they're terrible, you're depriving yourself of understanding what like regret and remorse and anxiousness might be. Yeah. Um, like I, I love going into a situation and just kind of freewheeling it. Mm -hmm. But I also have to remember that I'm, I'm a person in the situation yeah. who can affect it. Like I don't have to just watch. I yeah. can actually play a part and affect how the outcome of the day is. So like if things are going bad, I don't have to just watch them go bad. I yeah. can do something to try to help. I can, and the same if the, things are going insanely good, I can join. Like yeah. I don't have to just watch them be good. There's I been, there's been a, a huge reliance, uh, I think in the, in the last few years of, of people trying to be like water in a river when you could just picture yourself being in the river and having the wherewithal to say, I'm going to get out of the river for a little bit, you know, like you yeah. don't always have to float down and just let things happen to you. Like you can see there's rocks up ahead and be like, no, thank you. And just like yeah. walk around well, those things. That's the whole be like water thing. Where mm -hmm. like the waves crash on the beach and they, they go out there and they do their thing, but then ultimately they just go back to the water. Mm -hmm. So like you just throw yourself out there. It's fine. It's all going to come back to center. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, everything's going to be fine if you do it or don't there's like still water whatever and it's to like, that i say prove it let's find out what the people said yeah. <laughs> what do the people say i pulled off a really good joke yesterday at work i was picking a weird noise uh where uh I like my back's been hurting me a lot and I had to like call out on Thursday because I couldn't support my weight while heading to the bathroom. Like yeah. I just like hobbled over. Um, weirdly enough, couch super comfortable. Do not nice. feel that this morning. <laughs> um, so uh, but my guy like one of the guys I work with was like, So your back's jacked up again? Like, yeah, man, it's awful. He's like, What's like your problem? <laughs> and I went, What is wrong with you? <laughs> like without skipping a beat, I went like Oh, you know, my parents divorced. <laughs> and I heard the rest of the office laughing. He went, I made your back. What? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> like, I was less impressed with that joke because I've made that joke before. I was more impressed with how hard I sold not understanding his That's comment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, people at concerts recording the show holding their supersized phone over their head. I don't like 
the the phone thing. I don't like people watching something through a it's screen. Weird. I don't mind bootlegging. No, I. It's weird. Yeah, I guess if you think about that, <laughs> like I've watched, I benefit from the bootlegs mm-hmm. when they're good, high quality recording stuff like that. But when I'm at a show and I'm stuck watching through someone's phone while they get to watch because mm-hmm. they're just like, no, this is for later. What is it? Is it weirder for that person to take the video and watch it through the video, or is it weirder for them to just shove the camera up in the air and then watch it up in the air? For sure. Yeah. I mean, if they're if they're just holding it here and like watching it, whatever. It's not inter- interfering with my experience mm-hmm. at all. I don't. I wouldn't do it. I also but... don't mind if they do it for like their favorite song or something. Sure. But if it's like every song, I recorded a lot of stuff in at South by for Casey because like I went to go see Muna and I went to go see Claude and like I wanted to record those bands for Casey because I know she likes them, um, but. I also did not feel good about it because I looked around on the crowd and everyone else was just recording on their phones. And it's like, this is the dance hit of 2022. Why are you guys not grooving right now? Yeah. I that, hate to that's see that part, like that's that transition. Like, yeah. My my strategy with with taking pictures, because I do like to document. Like I, I take one. Yeah. Even when I was a kid, I would bring a camera to a concert. But like it I just Stuff's happening. It looks visually appealing. Probably not during a song. I take a picture, put it away. Mm-hmm. It's done. I have my picture for the show, mm-hmm. and like that's it. Yeah. And like every now and then, I'll I'll pop it out if something crazy changes. I'll I'll pop it out. But like, and there's a that's be- it. there's a beautiful moment to that too, where you take one or two photos, and then that's the one that you would share with right. your social network. Yeah. And the times that I've done that, it's specifically one in particular is my like my new favorite story where i went to a festival in asbury and i was watching um one of the marley's skip marley uh and one of them it's one of them and i and i took a picture of them on stage and out of nowhere my 60 year old aunt commented is that skip marley (laughs) (laughs) and because like that's the only picture i took for the most part i didn't go about sharing it because the other photos that i did take were like of me and casey or it's like green day is on stage i get to remember green day awesome like i didn't think back about that but the fact that i took a picture of skip marley and it triggered my aunt to be like i love him (laughs) i didn't think he fit that category for anybody yeah incredible (laughs) cool uh next one Drunk drivers, sex offenders, and people who abuse children. I'm sorry, is is this person Batman? Like, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, these are all the perfect examples that, like, yeah. We I, all get really hot. Yeah. I, I want bad things to happen to those sure. people. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not defending them by any means. Yeah. I'm just wondering why this person, like, we're usually a silly fun time show and they're just, like, rapists. I mean, it's an honest answer. Yeah, it's, it's an honest answer, but... I feel bad and now. It seems yeah. to kind of be like a hot, like all of those things are things that you uh, you see often on the internet. Mm. Oh yeah, that that enrages people. Well, the, those are the things that are the news. Yeah, they're like mm-hmm. the, that's the top of the hour news segment of like here's everything going wrong in the world. Now look at the kid and here's everything going wrong with the yeah. world. Well, that was actually going to be one of my hostile ones. Um, was I I get very annoyed with myself and hostile with myself and the world around me when I realize that I'm falling into this trap of social media where your brain is constantly misfiring, like specifically on TikTok, where you're like flipping through and you're like, picture of a cat, happy. 
Oh, war in Ukraine. Sad. I talked about him too damn funny, much. funny stand-up. <laughs> funny. Mm-hmm. Picture of a dog. Happy. Yeah. Sad. Funny. Happy. Sad. Yeah. Funny. Funny. Happy. Funny. Happy. Sad. Fun. Like, and then once you take a step back and go, what, what am I doing this? I've been on the toilet for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I am all asleep. <laughs> uh, we have the sweet child of mine scene in Step Brothers. They're wrong. I don't know what scene that is. I don't know that movie well. It's enough. when he's like, um, it's the family. And they're singing it acapella style. Oh, the Adam Scott scene? Yeah. yeah it's oh, Adam okay. Scott. And oh, what is her name? She's great. Uh, she's blonde. She's, no, I mean, I don't know if she's always blonde, but she's really, really good. She's been in a ton of, of like movies recently. Give me one other thing she's in. Uh, she was in WandaVision. Catherine Hunt. That's what Catherine I Hunt. Yeah, Catherine Hunt. <laughs> I, I don't know Step Brothers well enough, but that's yeah. that's who that's who it was in my head. Not Step Brothers. I've seen it one time. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like one of those like Step Brothers weirdos, but it's a good I, movie. I am a big fan of Adam McKay's movies up until uh, the most recent one. But, what was the most recent? Uh, don't look up. Yeah, you didn't like Don't Look Up. Didn't like it. It was uh, kicking dirt on the choir that was preaching to, mm. but which is fine. They deserve it, but also I didn't need to watch it for two hours. It was too long and too sad. But yeah, that that's the only one that I'm just like, all right, that's fine. Anyway, it's it's fine. There's, that seems really of, funny, and yeah. I don't know why it would make you hostile. I think it is because of the I, I as a as a child of divorce. Um, I think the scene where Adam Scott is like reprimanding his wife for not being good enough, I could see that being triggering for someone and being like, don't yell at her like that. And I was like, I'd be interested to see what this person's uh, home life is like. My guess is it's more, how dare they do that to a song I love? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, maybe it's deeper. Let's dig deeper. <laughs> yeah. Get them on the show. Yeah, Dan, get them on the show. Yeah, that'd be fun. Let's do a couple more. We have landlords. Fuck them. Hate them. I've had a bunch of good experiences, and even those are still tainted with like, really, you did that to me? No. Nah. <laughs> like, They're good. I I think like that being said, our landlords right now rule. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Like I think human level, I've always liked my landlords, but like the fact, I don't know. There's just something about it that feels bad. That's the name. Even when it's good. Yeah. You're, you're, in a, you're in a house that you need to survive and you're paying on time and you still have the audacity to call yourself a landlord. Right. right. I, I am the lord of this land. This well, is they, a home, home in Philadelphia. Yeah. Speaking of landlords, our last landlord, the uh, invitation to uh, Kevin Hoofy's wedding was sent to our old apartment, which Leads me to believe that other mail has been sent there oh, also. Sure. <laughs> but this is the the guy who lives there now apparently thought this was worthy of passing along to the just throw out all our bills. I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I, I, I started getting text messages from my landlord with landlord. all the information for Kevin Kevin Hoofy's wedding. He was like, I was thinking about just RSVP for you. I was gonna go and I was like, try it go for it it's so funny. <laughs> you want you want to go up to New York? It's probably gonna be really nice. Go for it. <laughs> And it was nice from what I hear. It was, it was a beautiful, wedding. beautiful Delicious. I'm glad that he switched into sweatsuits. Congrats to the Poofy <laughs> yeah. family. Oh, Oops. yeah, that rocked. Yeah, that 
their their costume change at the end of the day is uh, definitely something I want to pursue for my own wedding now. Oh, do you? <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> you stay in the dress the entire time. This man is wearing a onesie. I'm okay. coming out in the wings. <laughs> All right. Public displays of affection. Hostile towards that? If it's gropey, I kind of get ewy about it. Like, when you see, like, a 45, 50-year-old couple, and, like, they've... This is clearly, like, their second go-around, yeah. and they're getting handsy on top of a car outside of Helium. This is a very specific memory. <laughs> That's gross. Don't do that. I mean, do if that. they're belligerent, I give them a pass. I don't, because I don't even feel hostile towards it. Like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not hostile towards it. I'm just like... Please stop. It's it's off-putting in a lot of situations, but like I'm, I'm not just, mad. Let me just unlock my bar and get in, so that's yeah. why I can take away your fuck palace <laughs> just right now. Start spraying him with the. <laughs> <laughs> um, people stealing from people. Oh, not touching that one. Yeah, it's a little too current eventy for, and especially considering that people involved don't want to talk about it. I don't know that I want to talk about it. I have no idea sucks. what we're talking about. But in general, I do not like to be stolen from. I, I'm missing money, That's and right. I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, go for it. I'm taking it from you. I'm doing the bit. Oh. Follow. <laughs> I was like just excited. I was like, you like to play with the ball of yarn? She's been playing with a ball of yarn the entire show. I don't have any of my like fidget toys, but I feel like I've been held up pretty well in this conversation. Yes, yeah, you've been participating better than ever. And then George <laughs> stole it from me, and I was like, Yeah, play with the yarn, and he gave it back. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I don't like being stolen from. I it's <laughs> it's also not a, a hostile feeling for me either it's like maybe if i see somebody stealing from somebody else i'd be hostile but like when i've been stolen from and it's happened many times yeah. like it's just such a kind of like the bottom drops out feel it makes like, you feel like, like a like a victim i feel so just like invaded mm. that like my yeah. space is not mine yeah, it's it's a it's a different feeling. I hate it. I hate yeah. it so much. Yeah. And like, like right now, I'm not sure if I misplaced money or I spent it from the weekend that we had. And I'm like, did I get stolen from? And like, just that feeling has been like with me. Mm. And like, I'm just like sitting in my car, like, what did I do with that cash? It's interesting to think about how we talk about these things and how we hold on to the after effects of hostility. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we tend to like grip onto those and we take them with us when it'd be a lot more freeing just to be like, okay. Is, is it always shame? It I don't know if it's shame, but it, maybe it's like embarrassment. Maybe it's uh like even when it's righteous, you still feel like you did something wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, when you get to I took time. off I took off work um on Thursday because of my back, which we talked about briefly, and I felt guilty about not going into work. Yeah. What does that say about me that I feel guilty about doing something to help me? Right. Oh yeah. I you know I had the most productive day around the house on Wednesday because I or on Thursday because I didn't go to work. And I'd been progressively getting more and more sick. And I had the flu shot. So because I was sick, getting the flu shot really just kind of knocked me out. It was like I was exhausted. And I still went on Wednesday. Well, so yeah we're, we're, we're both fine i haven't gotten covid yet uh so i'm pretty COVID. i'm pretty much invincible <laughs> but like 
Thursday, I, I finally was just like, I'm taking the day off. And I, I, I wasn't back to full health, but I was pretty close. But I was like, I don't want to put myself through this and like have it get worse while I'm there. Mm-hmm. But because I woke up feeling close enough to fine, I just all day was like, how am I doing nothing right now? Like, because mm-hmm. I was too sick to actually go to work. That's true. But not too sick to do nothing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I was like, how do I... Yeah, how my, do I do nothing? I don't have I don't know how to do nothing. So I did so much shit around that. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of it. Where it was like Thursday, I my back was completely locked up, and after you lay down on a couch for a few hours, you're pretty good for the day. It just took a little bit of extra time to relax the spasm in your spine. But then at the same time, you're like, well, better go get an oil change while I have the moment, and I probably should maybe take a couple looks at gifts and oh, I need to fix that thing around the house. So all of a sudden now I'm running errands yeah. and I'm like, I took off, not for this. I took this off to rest. We'll we'll do one last one here. That's uh, not necessarily an answer to the question, but I felt like I, I had to read it because it says, Danny, we love you for this question, by the way. <laughs> who said that? Why are you so sweet? Who loves you? Who loves you? I'm feeling very hostile. <laughs> I try not to name names on here. <laughs> I'm holding the yarn ball in a threatening position. Let me narrate. She's holding the yarn ball in a very threatening position. Name that rhymes with it. <laughs> no. Like, it's time for us to leave. Oh, I'll tell you as soon as we're done. <laughs> I'm gonna just go it rhymes with... Blah, 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 blah. She didn't get it from that. <laughs> Meg, thanks for being on our show. Thank you for being home. <laughs> Thank you for having me and we're, being in my house. We're getting you out just in the nick of time for work. Woo. Go enjoy. Thank you so much. Okay. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime. Thank Danny, you. go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have to stay here with us. <laughs> We are, are we are we clear? Are we offline. Feel feelings is a wasted robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel Feelings Pod, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash Feel Feelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts. We're such a professional show. <laughs>